One of my goals with the Secret Podcast is to make the supernatural more natural and the paranormal more normal. These are events and occurrences that happen as a part of our natural and normal everyday lives. We've just been conditioned to ignore them and deny their existence. Well, it's time to undo that conditioning. I'm proud to announce that Ray Davis and I of Sixth Sense Media have created our own Sixth Sense Media clothing line. We can't always go up to somebody and say, hey, what do you think about disclosure and UFOs and aliens on the earth? But you can wear one of our Disclosure Now t-shirts and get people's attention. Start the conversation or connect with another like-minded person who sees your shirt. If you're a truth seeker or someone looking to enact positive change in the world, why not wear it with pride? Connect with other like-minded truth seekers and become the change you want to be and see in this world. Visit SixthSenseMedia.net, click on the store tab, and become the change you were born to inspire. Visit SixthSenseMedia.net, click on the store. Welcome to Truth Seekers. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Flying palaces, benevolent races from other civilizations coming to seed the intelligence of mankind. That's what we're going to get into on this week's episode of the Seeker Podcast. Hello, Truth Seekers. Dennis Nappy II here with Sixth Sense Media. This week, I have my friend and guest, Edward Reardon, coming on the line to talk about a recent target he once looked at of Imana coming from the Indian text, the Mahabharata. And the Imanas were said to be flying palaces what were inside the Vimanas, who was operating them, where did they come from, and what influence did they have on humanity. A fascinating conversation I have with Edward this evening, and uh, it's always one of inspiration and one of hope, and a breakthrough moment for me as well. Uh, He said some things that really um, pieced together some things in my journey, some similarities to some things that I've been through. I couldn't help but to make that connection as I spoke with him, so... I'm excited to share this with you. Edward is um, a very talented individual when it comes to remote viewing. And the way he presents information, I, I always walk away feeling hopeful and feeling refreshed and feeling grounded. And I think that's part of his gift of, of who he is uh, as a remote viewer and just as a human being. And I'm thankful to share my conversations with Edward with all of you out there as well. And, and I have to say, if you listened to the show last week, my last couple of shows, they've been heavy. There's a lot of changes going on in the world, and I think it's important to share the perspectives I have and the insight I have into those changes and what's happening. But I think it's equally as important to remember what else is out there, what's at stake here, who we are, what potential we have, the beauty we have. Um, and, and what we're capable of doing. There, it's, it's easy to get fixated on and focus on the scary things and the negative things and the unknown things and the changes. And it's just so heavy. And, and after talking with Edward, I feel refreshed. Um, so, and I hope that you take the same away from this discussion. 
that I had with with Edward. And I hope you go out and you find your own sources as well to uh, re- on the regular. In addition to consuming some scary stuff, find some things that are positive. And I think this shows an example of it. And there will be more. Um, uh, I'm going to start pulling guests back on the show as well beyond just the and i'll still i'm going to still keep pushing the analysis and everything else i've been talking about but i will have more guests coming on as well in the near future because uh it's a good reminder of the value of that you know edward when he does when he does these types of sessions on his own channel you can find his youtube channel just uh just look up edward reardon and i'll have the links in the show notes but when he does these sessions he says this is my vacation he does these targets to get away um because we're doing so much with the crypto viewing team and uh, he likes the, the change of pace and the change of what he's doing. But we also did express on the show, don't forget the value in what's coming out of the crypto viewing team. And if you haven't done so already, I encourage you to check it out. And Edward and I talk about it at the end of this show uh, on, on why it's valuable and why it's important. Under- we need to understand these changes that are happening. And uh, remote viewing is a very important piece of that and what we're targeting, what we're looking at on the crypto viewing team. These are these guys are the best of the best in the civilian sector of what we've got. And uh, we're very fortunate to, to hear their insights every week. So if you haven't done so already, cryptoviewing.com or patreon.com slash crypto viewing. Um, Edward, Edward said it tonight. He said it best. He says, you know, not only is there more to come, we're just getting started. The best is yet to come because this team is amazing with what they're doing. So please, I encourage you to check it out. Cryptoviewing.com, patreon.com slash cryptoviewing. Edward Reardon, Daz Smith, Dick Allgaier every week. They're putting out more and more data on, uh, this change to the economy and its impact on infrastructure, on government, on politics, on nations, nation states, populations, everything. So, okay, enough plugs here. Um, we're going to get into Edward's session. I got to give a shameless plug here. If you haven't done so already, please, if you want to support my platform, what I'm doing here, I am Human Food for the Archons. You can find it at sixcentsmedia.net or at amazon.com. Humanity's psychic connection, simulated realities, parallel worlds. And the manipulation of mankind that's my recent book check it out my friends all right i'm gonna go right to edward because uh it, we talk for quite some time and uh what a what a fascinating conversation we have so without further ado enjoy right now i have a man on the line who has been to the earth's core he's taken a look at QAnon and the advancements in nanotechnology and artificial intelligence and he's encountered a higher consciousness by looking at Pi through the technique of remote viewing. My good friend and teammate Edward Reardon of the Crypto Viewing Team and ER Viewer on YouTube is here with me once again to share his latest target, or one of his latest targets, where he was tasked to look at Vamanas, the ancient Indian from the ancient Vedic texts, looking at these flying craft and otherworldly intelligences. Edward's going to share some of his data this evening as we go down that rabbit hole. Edward, my friend, how are you tonight, sir? Hey, Dennis. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on your awesome show. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I love having you on. I say every show that we do together, it it leaves me with just hours of things to ponder. I think our conversations certainly change me in in multiple ways. It's such an education. So thank you for taking the time. Oh, thank you, man. I, I really appreciate that. 
You know, it's I, I'm always thankful for just how we connected. It, it just was so random to me. I, I, and I think I say this every time you're on the air, but it, you're a random YouTube guy that I that I came across. I was like, oh man, this is interesting. And I sent you an email, and you responded, and the rest is history, man. And I'm I'm so thankful for that every time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you reached out, and um, I'm glad we did that first show. Yeah, man. Yeah, good stuff has come from it, certainly. So let's uh, let's talk about Vamanas. You were tasked to remote view uh, Vamanas. Can you explain a little bit, before we get into your data, what Vamanas are based on the research you've done since then? Well, the Vamanas uh, come from the ancient uh, Indian Sanskrit epic, uh, the Mahabharata. Mm -hmm. And inside of that uh, is... Uh, uh, of my understanding, a series of books of uh, the, uh, the ancient uh, history books there. Uh, the uh, um, What is it? The Bhagavad Gita? Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm probably butchering the word. I won't uh, do much in, better. In there. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and so in, in that book, uh, there's a story of um, some of these ancient kings and god figures uh, fighting, fighting, fighting it out, um, and doing it in these flying machines, and they call them the 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 vimana, mm. and um, so that uh, that is what I was asked to look at. Uh, per the tasking, it was um, there was an ancient king in that book, uh, King um, Swara or. Vara. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. it. It may be interchangeable with that V and that W. Mm -hmm. And the tasking was uh, to look at, at his uh, craft, uh, his Vimana. But in the story, he's all he's fighting Krishna, uh, who is also in his own Vimana. Uh, so they're kind of duking it out um, in this in this story where they're flying around in these these uh, machines and they're battling and blowing up cities <laughs> Dude, just doing all this all this kind of crazy stuff um, but that's what that's what the task was uh, to look at to look at that um, the area uh, for, for the tasking um, you know, the subtaskings mm -hmm. were to look at the the area per the storyline um, any areas where there may still be evidence of one of these uh, machines. Um, several geological subtasks uh, were in there um, along, along with the story. And I, I had, prior to getting the feedback, um, I had heard of the Vimana, uh, but not really too interested in it. Um, you know, just, just not not my kind of not not something that I would really want to dive into, but I had heard about about them, so it was it was really interesting um, to to get the feedback, find out what it was, and then go back to the high points of the sessions. A lot of I did a eight or nine sessions on this, mm -hmm. um, so and and there were several high points. You know, just areas in, in those sessions where I was like, oh, this is, you know, ah, this is great. You know, um, you know this, this is just really, you know, it's 
in, in, inside of me, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, where I was just like, wow, this is really something here. So it, it was cool to, to go back, um, to, to learn some, some about, about the history. And then, then to go and look at the sessions and see stuff in there. Just, and, um, well, you know, I said it before, what viewing is how I learn. It's, yeah. it's my, uh, you know, my history book um, process. And so I got to go and, and learn quite a, quite a bit of history at <laughs> this one yeah. uh, that I, I had not known before. Mm -hmm. um, mostly because I, I didn't have an interest, but, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking at something uh, in my everyday awareness, it's, you know, uh, it'll go right past me um, because the part of my mind that is, connected with curiosity and all those things may, may be, uh, uh, doing something else. Mm -hmm. But if, when I'm in the, and when I'm in that space and, um, everything is turned on, then I'm going into what, um, uh, you know, I'm following my, my curiosity. And, and with a target like this, this is a giant, target it's a gigantic tasking yeah and um it's just like a minefield of of um really really fascinating ideas um and um and it was really mentally stimulating yeah it, it sounds like it was and and you know just looking at the the time span of this i mean this was this was definitely bc right this was before before like a long yeah. prehistory basically yeah. um we're talking a couple thousand years ago and they're giving yeah. stories of flying craft that are destroying cities now this was supposedly yeah. primitive people who are coming up with this now I understand maybe you could say, oh, they were just being creative. Like we have things like Star Trek and stuff that we're creating and, and superheroes that we'll say, quote unquote, for all intents and purposes, don't exist, but although they probably do. But anyway, we can use our imagination and picture that stuff. But for people that we're viewing as primitive to come up with the concept of a flying craft when they don't even have really vehicles or any type of real technology back then... That's a pretty advanced thought to be having. I think, you know, we can make the argument, maybe they were actually witnessing something after this data comes back. I mean, is that what it sounds like to you? Well, um, what I will say is that uh, after getting the, the feedback on this one um, and what I experienced, um, I felt that there was, uh, I felt a lot of validity to the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if what I was experiencing through those sessions was, was, uh, if real remote viewing was taking place, uh, in, in some of the parts of those sessions, then, um, uh, there's, there's validity in my mind to the stories and, um, you know, to go back, uh, yeah, you're talking, I, I believe the several thousand years BC. Yeah, uh, so we're coming up with stories about flying machines. Um, that that those are very advanced ideas um, to have in a in a 
culture that uh, is, you know, a little bit uh, beyond Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their their temples are everything is stone. So, um, yeah, those are those are really high end ideas. So, like I say, um, I, I can't say anything. That's for sure. But what I what I what I feel is um, that there's validity not only to the Vimana uh, idea, but also to a character mm-hmm. known as Krishna. Right. Um, a character that I was never I had never had any interest in. Right. Um, just not you know just not my part of the of the globe. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, of. of of um, concepts that I, that I was ever had had any any interest in, but afterwards, um, getting, getting the feedback, I was like, "Wow, man, I I really am interested in the, in whoever this was because there were some of the high points uh, of the whole experience uh, was tuning into um, a, an individual who." Um, post feedback, I feel was was that character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing how you know things that we maybe ignore for so long. Somehow we come into contact with them, and we're like, "Wow, this really fits with uh, with so much, and it makes sense." And now you have this strong interest in it. I have a, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. Ray Davis. He's on the show regularly. He's my my partner with Six Sense Media. And uh, anytime I talk to him about stuff that I'm dealing with, he starts quoting some texts from, uh, you know, from Buddhism. And it's like word for yeah. word, the thoughts that were in my head. And I always, at the end of that, I was like, man, I need to study Buddhism a little bit more because it really explains some of the things that I'm experiencing yeah. or, or feeling. And then, of course, life gets yep. busy and I don't study it. So then I talk to Ray again and he throws me some more information. But it's uh, <laughs> that part of the world, man, they, they had some some insights. So let's get into some of uh, some of this session. So let, let, let's start with the obvious and then we'll, we'll, we'll dissect it from there. But, you know, can you describe this craft that you were targeted to look at? What, what were you what were you seeing with it what was it well the um the craft uh if i can remember properly it came um from the individual that i was uh obsessing about Mm -hmm. in the session and um and then there there they were um, coming in uh, on this craft, they were in some type of machine or something like that that they were that they were traveling in. Um, well, let me, let me wait a minute. I'm starting to remember now because there I was. Oh, this is how it came in. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man. I, I have to try to remember all this stuff. Ah. Um, because what I was going through was that this individual who literally I was, I was obsessing about this individual, mm-hmm. um, and their, how different they were. Um, everything about this individual was, was just different than, than any, anyone else around them. And they felt, um, that they're, they had different DNA. They, they felt like they were like an alien, like an alien DNA. So they were on and Earth, and they were having these feelings, though. They were, uh, they were. That individual was on Earth, mm-hmm. uh, and they were different than every everyone else. Okay. 
and they had you know their they had come from somewhere else. Okay, knowingly. And so, yes. Okay. And um, and then the um, part of as I was going through that part of it, uh, that this was like uh, an off-worlder. Mm-hmm. Um, the the questions were, were coming into my mind of how did they get here? What are they doing here? If they came here from somewhere else, what what was that like? How did that happen? Um, what was the process that they went through? And then then there there was the craft. I think what happened, if memory serves, I went right into another session. I had gone through a session with a a bunch of things on the individual. Took a break, came back into an, into another movement and. And blammo, I was right into uh, the craft. Mm-hmm. The what we could now say uh, was a vimana, and uh, very large and prominent, um, and just kind of right there. You know, when when you and, say large, I mean, can you compare it? You know, like the size of a modern day jetliner, or are we talking something much bigger? So vimanas, I think they say are about the size of cities, right? I think, I think in their descriptions of them, um, they were they would describe them as flying cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that may be an indicator of the size scope that they were trying to convey. Mm-hmm. Um, so for in my session, um, scale wise, I'm I'm not sure. Probably. Um, um Hard to say. Maybe the size of a two-story or house or a three-story mm-hmm. house. Okay. Um, something along those lines. Which is I'm still pretty big. Some people in there. Yeah, yeah. And and do and do the thing, and you know, go where they need to go, and and do their do the thing. So it's these these big house sized crafts flying around with uh, with an off worlder, and were you witnessing any of these battles that they were having? There were elements that came in in the sessions uh, that that uh, centered or suggested warlike activity, mm. um, but it those ideas were were coming from something. Hmm. And they were, as I was going through the session, what was happening in my mind was that um, as a result, as an example, as a result of uh, bad thinking or uh, not following directions or something along those lines, uh, there could be warlike uh, effects, those types of things. Um, like, um, th- but the, the ideas of war in my mind as I was going through these were more like, um, you know, this, this will happen if you don't follow these proper instructions. And that, those were the ideas that I was, that I was going through. So as I was going through these ideas, 
war and that stuff is um, is not interesting to me. Right. You know, I'm going to follow my curiosity. Yeah. So if I'm at a crossroads and to my right is war and um, and that and war stuff, and to my left is uh, the instruction manual <laughs> idea and those really high level ideas, I'm going left. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's way more interesting. So let me, let um, me ask a, let me interrupt real quick, if I can, a clarifying question. Um, you said basically if they have certain ideas or if they don't follow instructions, that was going to bring about war. Was that meaning, um, kind of like a, maybe a, somebody was a heretic or heresy, like going against like modern day, what the government says, or is this something that was more of an internal thoughts and self-talk like a psychic type of uh, reading here? It was along the lines of like, um, like, and like an instruction manual was provided, you know, mm-hmm. it, it came, came through in that idea of, of the grant that these people were granted something mm. and and if um in the best case scenario um things like war and that that type of stuff um would would, would most likely not happen mm-hmm. it's like war as a worst case scenario or war as a failure mm-hmm. of of uh of 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 the people you know so these um i'm sorry go ahead edward i got so many questions now go ahead uh that's really that's that's what i was trying to convey that the the war element came in but it it i didn't give it um too much of my interest right because of what it meant to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it didn't um, have your curiosity the way the other aspects of the target might have. No, basically, it, what it was, what it meant to me was, um, you know, this is, you know, this is what happens if you fail. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was <laughs> the, like the, the ultimate consequence. A negative consequence, mm-hmm. okay. and and at, and and at the same time, what was filling my mind was, uh, okay, well, where where are these consequences? uh coming from mm-hmm. who is the consequence uh provider here right uh and that was something that was perceivable very heavily to me and, and so that was what i was drawn to and before we jump into that just to clarify then you said somebody was granted something and, and that was mm-hmm. um, and we'll definitely get into that as well but who are who is the person or people that were granted something was this an earth-based civilization that was granted something and then given the condition hey if you don't follow this you could have war for a negative consequence or is that what we're looking at here uh along those lines yeah okay um i had i had the distinct feeling it was a primitive culture Mm -hmm. um that was being uh that had been noticed Mm -hmm. uh by a more advanced culture and potential had been observed in the quote-unquote primitive culture. And as a result of 
what had what was recognized um, a and the the idea of a granting uh, came into my mind uh, for the quote unquote more primitive people uh, like a gift mm-hmm. you know uh, handed to them based on the recognized potential um, in them and so and that that's what I was going through. And so, yeah, it, when I'm in, in that frame of mind, fighting in war is like, uh, you know, um, uh, is failure. You know, it's like, um, you know, that's what happens when, you know, when, when you, when you, uh, you know, don't follow the directions or something. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, uh, this doesn't, need to happen you know um why why choose that you know right just follow the direction now so we have this primitive culture most likely human uh on earth is that safe a safe assumption the primitive uh yeah okay i would say so yeah so we have a primitive human and and based on the based on the targets and the tasking right um it is it is the indian the people of india so okay the ancient uh, yeah. people of India, and then they were noticed yeah. by an, an off-world intelligence or civilization. What did they notice about the, what potential did they see in this ancient human civilization? The that was one of the high points of the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Um, was the um this this feeling um it, it was like it, from my perspective it was like watching these two energy fields um with one of them observing the other and recognizing some something in in that a a a, a growth potential or um an untapped potential and and wanting to um, influence that wanting to see it r- realize itself and from my perspective I was I was a third party I was watching this mm-hmm. and it and and it was fascinating to have that going on inside of my mind do you know and, what they um do, did you get what they what what they saw in that potential potential for what potential for um for gr- greatness mm-hmm. growth um, I had later in one of the later sessions, um, like a like a dormant code, and that was when I was going through the f- feedback that 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 I, I think I may have referred to it something as like a a dormant gene mm-hmm. or a dormant code, um, maybe and maybe that was what had been seen. Um, maybe it was something genetic. Uh, and and you know it, it, it depends on what what mind 
uh, I want to look at it from or what side of my brain I want to look at it from. Mm -hmm. If it's a scientific point of view, then maybe there was something genetically, uh, something genetic that was uh, found and and that genetic configuration was recognized for its potential. Mm -hmm. And that if you, if you, um, alter it or add to it or whatever, there's a real fusion that takes place. So on a scientific, uh, side of my brain, that, that, that that's what I was experiencing. On another part of my brain, it would be, um, this is, uh, a, these primitive minds or these primitive brains are, um, um, have, can, they can, they can run a lot faster than what they're running. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they, you know, we can hit the gas now, you know, let's, there's the creative potential is great. And, and it just needs to be kind of opened up or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And then when you, when you open it, open it up, then all of this potential then begins to sprout in all of these different areas. Um, so, that, so it just depends on what side of my brain I want to try to describe what I was feeling and experiencing, mm -hmm. um, you know, or it's, it's, you know, it's somewhere in the middle of both of those. Both makes, and both certainly make sense. And they, and they may be describing the same thing. Um, yeah. you know, especially you use the term code and that kind of gets into yeah. my own, you know, realm. I'm trying, <laughs> thought I was getting off from that this weekend, uh, you know, having this conversation, but here we go again. Uh, you know, code, <laughs> it, it brings it into, uh, you know, some kind of programming and, and, and begs to question at, at our core, what are we and what is this universe? And I'm, I'm not going to go down that tangent because I want to focus on your data, but um, you know, my listeners know <laughs> where I'm, I'm always going into the matrix and, and I picked up on that term there, but um, sure. let, let's talk about this, this uh, advanced civilization, you know, who were they, where did they come from? Well, that was another one of the highlights, uh, the high points of the experience. Um, once I began to obsessively perceive um, a unique individual, um, who was amongst these uh, other people that um, were not like the individual, mm -hmm. uh, I became curious uh, as to you know where where would this where did this individual come from, uh, and I began to I felt myself going to a different place where. Um, the the individual was around others that were that were like him like himself, mm -hmm. and then what were these individuals like? Um, how did they live? Um, and and that kind of thing. And and the interesting thing was like in in that space, um, you know, there was no, none of this war talk um, right. or fighting or you know none of that stuff. Um, I didn't perceive any anything like that there. It was it was a um, uh, a high thinking um, technological civilization 
um, but um, uh, low scale in in the sense of how they live, not extravagant. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a contrast uh, to Earth, because like on Earth, it's palaces and all of this grandeur and posturing and costumes and everything, and and there it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was it was more like a mature or uh, kind of a quote unquote adult feel mm-hmm. over there, and it was interesting because there were several moments in the sessions where I was feeling there was communication going between the individual on Earth and the and the and the, and from the other uh, call it the home planet or whatever, mm. and it was like. Uh, it was like the the individual on earth was like complaining or something. Really? <laughs> like, you know, it was like a bitch session or something like that. Yeah. You know? What was he complaining um, and, about? And, uh, probably like, uh, you know, what's wrong with these people? I don't know. <laughs> There's something like that. I don't know. Right. Um, but I didn't get the details. What I got was the intention. Right. And it was like, uh, it was kind of like a bitch session, mm-hmm. you know? like some complaint or some complaining or going on or something like that, or maybe venting or, or who knows, uh, something like that. But it was, it was in- interesting. Um, that it would like the, the, the whole thing about the idea of, um, of this individual going from, um, we'll call it a, for lack of a better term, a home planet and coming to earth planet, the uh that idea stimulated my curiosity i wanted to go into that and what was going on there and my perception of that was it was a um an extremely difficult process a very dangerous process um that the individual went through in order to get here um like uh uh even kind of like a it was like a life or death thing mm-hmm. it wasn't like hey let's just uh go on over to earth and you know right. make it all cool it, no it was like uh, an experiment um or a, a dangerous uh, journey a dangerous process that um you know was kind of a, a life or death thing and um kind of like a one way ticket you know, mm-hmm. and um, that that was really interesting. That that was a really interesting part of the part of the whole thing. Another one of the high points was just that notion itself, right? Um, that there there was concern um, that that the individual may there, there was no guarantee that of success. Mm-hmm. It, it could have failed, right? Um, and and that that would have been it, you know. So this seems uh, like that, a, that was really interesting, like a benevolent culture. Then that was here, really, it to did. benefit the the civilization that was on the planet at the time. It felt that way to me. Very selfless. Um, yeah, it felt that way to me, and and um, you know, the idea of of, and it really came through in the in the wording. Uh, a word that I don't typically use, which is the grant or the granting, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, that was one of the, a word that came through that in remote viewing we would we would take that into what's called stage five, right? And we would inter- interrogate that word, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? right? You know, shine the spotlight in its face, and you know, who are you? Where where did you come from? How did how did uh, you know what processes were going on in my brain uh, that spit out uh, the word grant or mm-hmm. granting? And um, and and again, it went to this notion that. Um, there was, I don't want to say worthiness, you know, that, that sounds very elitist, mm-hmm. um, or even degrading um, to to the people who received it. So I, I, don't, I want to stay clear of a, of a word like that, um, because it, it, it would diminish what is what was recognized in these people mm-hmm. um, as this... Uh, untapped greatness that ju- that needed uh, a zap <laughs> you know right it just needed a, it needed a zap you know and um so what turned to turn on that greatness what, what was it that was that was granted or given well i did my best to search to what that meant and um a lot of different interesting things were coming through that did have to do with genetic things mm-hmm. um, that had to do with things that I, I would um, quote unquote term um, initiation type of activities um, that individuals uh, who were of the right uh, makeup or whatever uh, would go through a type of initiation um, and not uh, not a very pleasant one um, in order to activate that but, but once once that happens then um, what I was perceiving was like um, you know then you have an, a, a section of the population, then that is spreading those genes mm-hmm. um, on to other people. They're creating, you know, creating the people. They're creating new people. <laughs> so they were uh, procreating. They were granting them an experience. Then they weren't actually, or were they? Were they actually altering their DNA? Well, my my sense, uh, I did have the sense in one of the sessions uh, of of an alteration. Okay. Is it a, an alteration in, in the DNA? I, I had that idea. Okay. Um, so that, that idea was there. Um, but I mean, I can't say for sure. Right. That idea did come through. Is it something electromagnetic? Is it something, um, at, you know, just some, uh, is it a part of the, of the DNA that requires a certain frequency Mm-hmm. in order to be activated right. you know um i think I, I had something like that in there too but it, but and that was a very interesting part of the of the series as well of the experience as well because as i was of course i wanted to explore that um that was 
that kind of thing is was too fascinating to not want to go closer to <laughs> right and um and what I was experiencing from that was that it was not a pleasant experience it was not um it, it was painful it was um you know you 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 may not make it through it it could it could kill you mm-hmm. um if you know whatever for whatever reason so it was it was not for everybody um but those who could handle it um then could uh spread it spread it out you know right so but we don't know more about what it was just that it could have had it had these uh these risks involved with that transition with that change yeah it's like uh i was I do remember I was getting, you know, these strong notions of, of, you know, you just getting zapped with something mm-hmm. quote, quote unquote. Right. Um, and it's like you're getting electrocuted or something like that. Um, and you're getting a, you know, there's a, there's a data transfer happening. Um, there's history being downloaded. There's, um, you know, something's getting plugged in. You know, or someone is getting, someone is getting plugged in, and um, and and the process uh, being, um, you know, you, you know, uh, you I, know, extreme, very extreme. I need to uh, go on a tangent for a minute because as you're saying this, I'm having a memory. I, I wrote about it. In, the, in my book, and I promise I'm not giving a shameless plug here, but it's, it's relevant. Um, I, I had a very significant experience years ago when I started encountering things in my room when I'd be sleeping or whatever. And um, one day I'm laying on my couch watching TV, and I dozed halfway off to sleep. My eyes were closed, but I can still hear the TV. And then all of a sudden, I felt like somebody walking behind me in my house. And I'm in my home. I'm alone in my home. And I hear this real obnoxious, high-pitched singing. Just casual singing. It was nothing. Just this weird, weird singing. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm in my house by myself. But all of a sudden, I find I can't move. But I was conscious enough to say, well, I can still hear the TV. I've been through this process before. Okay, what's next? And this thing came up to me and it had uh, a long wand in its hand or a rod or a staff and it touched me on the head and surged electricity through my body like it it hurt it was painful um very painful and then i you know at least from my recollection i fought my way through it valiantly and the experience ended and i jumped up and everything was was back to normal but when you were saying that painful electrocution just kind of triggered that experience for it. like yeah. it brought me right back there man it was, it was crazy yeah yeah that that's along the lines of, of what i was experiencing like that yeah it hurt man mm-hmm. I, I mean i've been tased and yeah. it felt it felt something like that it was bad you know yeah yeah and it's like you have you know the, the pain mm-hmm. uh, the physical pain and um 
and then there's the uh, emotional anguish and um, uh, peeling back the eyelids kind of um, mm -hmm. agony as well. You know, it's like it's like um, um, when you're having your mind peeled back and and you suddenly um, see everything yeah including the things that you never wanted to see yep you nailed it absolutely um, yeah then that's you know then there's uh there's, you know that's that's the part that can kill mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like uh okay i'll take the electric the electricity i'll i'll take the zap you know i'll take the the jolts um but then you know when you when you when you when you then it's like okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna peel back the layer of innocence mm -hmm. and uh you're gonna see um all things and it's like uh you know the screaming you know yeah and the and the agony yeah um that, you know that you know no i i I'm I'm reliving it, man. I I, I know exactly yeah. what you're uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, word for word, yeah. it's been yeah. part of my journey <laughs> over the years. So I, I mean, I yeah. you did it again, Edward. My you really got me. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, that hit me hard. Listen yeah. to that. Whew. Got it. Almost got emotional yeah. on that. Wow, it just yeah, a lot's yeah, fun. Yeah. And it's re like my brain's restructuring now at, at hearing you explain it. I'll have to process that later. We can talk about it another day, but oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's get back to your data so we don't focus on my little journey here. Um, so they come in and they, they give, you know, the people that were willing and able of handling this transition and they grant them this. Now you talked about something about people who can hold the frequency. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Can yeah. you talk any more yeah. on that? What that significance is? Uh, right along the lines of what what we're saying, um, if if um, you know, for for those who you know, as far in, in that session, what what I was what I was trying to describe were those who could handle that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they they were changed. And and of course they're going to influence their environment. Um, they're going to influence it by their presence. They're going to influence it uh, by um, sharing their their gene pool. Mm -hmm. um, you know there'll be stories written about them or whatever. You know, and uh, they they will they'll share things. They will inspire people, um, and. Um, inspire creativity, or or um, uh, just inspire, right? Yeah, uh, you, you activating people by triggering their inspiration, and so um, that you know that that kind of thing. Yeah, as it, well as like I say, sharing the gene pool, mm -hmm. <laughs> spreading yep. the spreading that out. You know. I mean, this almost sounds yeah. like a, a similar version to the Anunnaki coming in and, and altering 
you know, DNA of the of the civilization that was here, or you know, going out on a limb a little bit. Terence McKenna, um, his theory of basically the high ape. The ape was uh, out in the woods and it found some magic mushrooms and it ate them and it altered its consciousness and gave it a new perspective on life to grow and, and evolve. And those that had taken the mushrooms then said, oh, we get ideas when we eat this. And, and that kind of spurred yeah. evolution. It's a really neat theory. I'm not sure if you if you looked at Terrence McKenna's work. Um, but he talks, A little bit. Um, yeah. uh, not, not too much. But uh, I think I, I have heard of the ape thing. Yeah. Um, of, yeah, stimulating them with uh, fire, firing up their brains. Like, you know, and yeah, you're suddenly you're a whole other range of the of the brain is active and suddenly having all kinds of new thoughts. Yeah. He's, yeah. uh, he's pretty cool. He, uh, a friend of mine sent me a quote of his, one of my listeners, uh, shout out to Trevor. Thank you. Um, a while back talking about the, it was Terrence McKenna's transcription of the mushroom intelligence. And basically the mushroom was saying, I travel the universe. Um, and all I ask is that you bring me with you when you leave the planet and spread my spores. And in exchange, I will give you knowledge of everything, every mind that I've encountered. Um, so it's, it was yeah. a really neat the depiction of that. But it sounds similar to what's being yeah. granted here. And, you know, there's other accounts of it as well. Um, Robert Morning Sky well, talk, yeah. I'm sorry, talks about I, it. I, I'll say, I'll say yeah, I agree with Terrence uh, on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, with the spores, I, I agree with him on that. It, it's a, I think it's a pretty strong uh, theory that he puts out there. If theory is the right word for it, um, because sure. mushroom spores, from what I understand, can survive in space, so they can handle. They could theoretically hop on a meteor. Not they would hop on it, but you know, be a part of a some object that's traveling through space and crash into a planet, and then yeah. there you go. And now you yeah. you have a way to spread information. Um, yeah. Yeah. I won't go well, down. Uh, in my opinion, th- this is yeah. We don't want to go too far down this one, but in my opinion, this is this is their world, and they let us inhabit it. But uh, that's that's for a, sh- a show for another. <laughs> yeah, for another show. <laughs> yeah, and, and let's let's put that one on the calendar because I'd love to go down that. So stay tuned to be continued. Another journey down the rabbit yeah. hole. But back to back to here. So they've imparted this this wisdom or this knowledge or this change in, in mankind because they saw the potential for growth mm-hmm. in them. Yeah. And, and yeah. then what, once they did that, what, what happened? Uh, I think that might've been the end of the session. Okay. Um, unless you really I think that might have been the end of the session. I think I may have ended on your last at that. on your last page. And I, I know it. Let me look through. I texted it to you. That that's how I can find it. Because it'd be quicker to go through my text messages. Here it is. Oh yeah, I've got some data here. I can't read your handwriting. Oh, here we go. Uh, develop science, right and wrong, the law. It's in the book. Read it. Yeah. And then I'm you wrote. It, yeah. And then you you kept going on ancient code within sleeping code. Some individuals they are different ones, chosen ones, the magnificent, the bringers of yeah. a new dawn, a fountainhead. And this is yeah. where I got uh, you know what I what I was blowing you up because the book Bringers of the Dawn, Teachers from the Pleiadians by Barbara Masiniak. Yeah. I mean, you nailed the title that you said in the book, and then you wrote flat out the Bringers of a New Dawn. Um, yeah. And this this is a channeled book. 
um, which is a much different process than remote viewing. But the fact that you, in, in my opinion, said that, and then there's this book, and it's talking about the Pleiadians who brought a frequency here to people to ch bring about some kind of change, I think is highly relevant to what you're talking about here. Well, maybe maybe these people were, uh, maybe these were the Pleiadians. And, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to read the book again, so I will do a follow-up show once I go through this book again, because I haven't had time. I've got like 30 books on my list right now, but i got to go through this one again, um, and then I'll be able to give you more feedback if that's something that's relevant. But um, if any of our listeners out there have read that book, and I'm sure some of you had, let me know. Let us know if it relates to Edward's data, because it's been so long since I've read it. Um. You know, the the um the uh, after that uh, dawn uh, statement the uh, the fountainhead statement came in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and that's like um you know uh you know and I, I'm I'm just writing it down yeah um I'm not, I don't know what it means right but I I looked up fountainhead. And by definition, it means the origin of something. Mm. And I just thought that was just the greatest definition. Yeah. Um, and 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 then it was one of those things like Ifinity from the uh, QAnon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where did that come from, man? Yeah. Uh, but wow, does it make sense, you know? And... Um, those, that's just really, those are cool. Yeah, that when you were reading those things, um, well, I was deep. I was deep into it there, man. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was deep into it there. It, did something? Was there a talk, or maybe this was a different session? But was there talk of a negative influence trying to come in at some point with this with these sessions? Not that I can okay. recall. Uh, not that I can recall. There may have been. I, I don't remember. That might have been your Pi, Dad. I think you saw there was some Archon stuff with Pi. Um, they tend to blur, run together sometimes. But I just, I just want to make yeah. sure. I thought there was something negative. But so overall, you know. Uh, well, let me ask you this: What happened? What happened to uh, the the bringers of this gift from you know the other world? Where where did they go? Uh, I, I, that was it. Yeah, the session was over. You know, so it's um, the whole thing was over. Mm -hmm. And after that uh, came through, and it was some some kind of a book thing. You read, you know, just. You know, just shut up and read the book. <laughs> kind yeah. of a feel came over me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and then that was that was it. I was done, hmm. and uh, I felt you know satisfied. I was I was done. Right. But right. whatever whatever I needed to do, um, you know, I, I had done it. And that makes sense because the, the tasking was not where are they modern day or what happened afterwards. It, you know, it, it wasn't part of your parameters. Um, yeah, well, that would be, uh, you know, uh, obviously I can't self ask, right. but that would be a, a great, um, target. Yeah. Uh, a great tasking, um, to, to follow that, 
uh, you know, from from that session of like the guy getting zapped by the bolt of electricity or whatever. Um, and, yeah, you know where where did that what evolve from that or, or follow the timeline two thousand years or whatever you know. I think that's a that's a great point. And, and I think there's some yeah. other relevant things. Um, that, you know what? I'm not even going to say because if the tasking comes up, I don't want to front load you with, with where my <laughs> thoughts are on this. But some things that are relevant to today. Um, so if, if your tasker decides to retask and wants to get those questions from me, you know, then we can. Well, go I mean, I will say, like, how does it relate today? Um, you know, humans, uh, we, we talked about this before, I think on the, on the last show, um, you know, we, um, we have, um, you know, we're, we're plugged into a universal genius. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's just, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's there and, and it's, it's pouring out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's hard to see right now because, uh, an illusion is being pulled over our, our eyes to see us as, uh, bad, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're being made to feel bad, but that—that's just some. That's like, uh, you know, don't look at the guy behind the curtain. Just focus on the big green face on the screen. Right. You know, that's mm-hmm. the big green face on the screen because of the truth of it. The truth to me, and especially with uh, at this session, is that um, we are constantly pouring out creativity mm-hmm. um just brilliant things are coming out of people uh we just don't it, it, it's unfortunately it's not the top news story yeah you know um the top news story is the bad things somebody did mm-hmm. um and it reinforces like some this illusion that of uh, self-hatred exactly and 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 that's like a small percentage you know and, but it's so big and shiny and loud it's like everyone's staring at it you know it's you know Bruce Lee it's Bruce Lee's quote you know it's a finger pointing away at the moon don't focus on the finger or you'll miss all the heavenly glory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's that's the it's the same thing you know the the illusion is that they have us focused on how horrible they want us to believe that we are. Yeah. Um, but man, there are people doing. There is like, there's brilliance and genius and just unbelievable things uh, that are pouring out of out of people. Create creative things, um, comprehensions. You know quantum physics and Mm -hmm. just like it's just you know now more than ever in my opinion you know 
Yeah. Um, I, 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 and I want that narrative to be put out there, um, because it needs to be put out there. You know, a small percentage gets all the attention, while the mass percentage doesn't get the attention it deserves. Right. You know? And that perception and, um, of the negative is what drives a lot of people's reality. This is how it is. And well, I, I might as well just is. deal with it. And, and I want to give yeah. a, a, you know, a related yeah. story to that. A, a friend of mine, uh, Joe Scorsone, he's a, he's a musician. I had him on the show a while ago. He's, his his uh, band is Flint Face. And, you know, he listens to the show. He's, he's into, you know, well-versed in all of the stuff that we talk about. And he's, he's an advocate for change. And what he's doing right now, um, he, him, his wife, and his two young children, they got an old RV that was not really running. And he spent the whole summer fixing it up, getting it running, uh, and moved his family into it. And now he's on, I think, 300, a 300 school tour over the next eight months. They're traveling across the U.S. and they go and they bring music to children in different schools and bring a message of hope and positivity and, and you know, everything's okay. And just spreading a positive image. I was just talking to him the other day through, you know, through YouTube or whatever. I'm just so taken by... There's a lot of people that get on, and, and I guess I fall into this category, man. I try to put my money where my mouth is, but and they talk it, and they, they put it out there, but he goes out and he does it, and he's working yeah. every day with different kids, and, and he's putting his family, I mean, they're on the road for eight months, you know, and, and his kids are young. I think his kids are, all his kids are like under yeah. three or four, and, and and they've got this, they do a daily or a weekly vlog, and you can track what they're doing. It's, it's a beautiful thing, and it just... It's, yeah. I think, relevant to what you're saying, and that's, I'm just trying to keep it on Brilliant. a positive note, man. There are people out Brilliant. there that are doing it, you know, and I think we all can yeah. do our yeah. part because it's beautiful what he's Brilliant. doing. Yeah. 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 Well, we, we have to have that uh, balance, you know, of, um, you know, like, uh, like the way I see things currently is, yeah, we are in a destructive phase. Mm -hmm. Um but there, there's the, the planet Earth is a master of balance, mm -hmm. an absolute master of balance, mm -hmm. um, and and so we we live within that. So what we're going through, in my opinion, um, some a fluctuation. So yeah, there's destruction, uh, there's destructive waves and chaotic waves moving through people and there's also um creative productive waves moving through people as well and um you know we're but again you know which one which one are we focusing on you know um yeah it just depends and, and i'm you know what uh edward i'm starting to suspect that the whichever one you focus on is what you're going to get. Um, Goddamn right. You know, I'm really, I'm really seeing that in a lot of ways. And, and it's easier said than done, even if you start to realize that, you know, you really got to be conscious of what you're focusing on, what you're pulling in. Um, well, you know, and in, in my journey, um, I've had to go through a lot of uh, the tough lessons mm -hmm. 
of understanding um, the difference between my thoughts and someone else's thoughts right. um, and being able to differentiate between the two. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a real tough one. And I went through, uh, you know, a, a rough experience of, of, of what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, but you know, Hey, apparently I needed, I needed the rough version. Apparently. You, you weren't picking up the, you know? the subtleties, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know, some lessons I need to learn the hard way, you know. You and me Um, both, dude. I get it. Yeah, man. And, um, but, uh, and then, and then, and that's an ongoing difficult task Mm -hmm. uh, of maintenance. That's a constant maintenance. It's like having, having cats, uh, and a litter box. You have to continually clean that thing out. Um, and, and the mind is the same way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's, it becomes a process of, okay, if I'm, if I'm upset, uh, if I'm angry, if I'm this, if I'm that, um, well, uh, is that because of my thoughts or am I being influenced, um, by someone else who is trying to control how I feel? Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes a process of, of being able to figure out the difference between the two yeah, and then what to do about it, you know, um, then you're going to do something about it. You know? So that's a big deal to me. That's a yeah. really big deal to me, especially in an era, uh, where, uh, there is mass manipulation, um, mm-hmm. mass influence over people's minds and emotions. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and which can lead to, unfortunately, mass hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the reason that I'm bringing it up and how it relates to the Vamana thing is that in the Vamana experience, um, in, in the granting and, and this, this, uh, uh, species of, of individual recognizing something in another species of individual and saying, oh, there's so much potential here. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's, you know, bring it up, yeah. you know? Um, um, and, and, and if somebody, you, if somebody is in a state of fear, um, then their, their creativity is being pushed through a fear channel mm-hmm. and they can create things to reflect how they're, how they're feeling, you know? And so it's like, well, which one do I, how do, how do I want to channel this energy? You know, um, I, I need to be in control of that. It's like with in remote viewing, uh, the, you know, the, the, the main, the, the phrase above the, the, the door of the entrance door, let's say you're going into the temple of remote viewing. Mm-hmm. The phrase at the top of the door says, the viewer is always in control. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the phrase at the top of the door. Right. You know, mm-hmm. the viewer is always in control. And, and that, that's a big, uh, that's, in my opinion, a big learning lesson in, in, in the development of the human, you know, and, um, 
I mean, just imagine if, uh, if, um, Elvis never went into that studio and recorded a, a, a little record for his mom's birthday called that's all right, mama, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. imagine if that, right. Rec- imagine if that recording studio was never built. Right. You know? Right. Uh, and he was just like, Oh, well, I, I guess I'll just be a truck driver. Yeah. And we, you know, all of that amazing singing, you know, and everything that, that came as a result of it. It just never would have came into being, right? You know, right? And that that would have that would have been a tragedy, man. Mm-hmm. Just a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love I love that music. I, I listen to Elvis, and I want to cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it is gospel, and uh, you know, just you know, he really pulls it. Yeah, from deep. And just imagine if if that didn't happen, that would have totally sucked. You know, um, it's a lot to th- that, that, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Lot to uh, lot to think about, Edward. And I, I think you've you've put out some very wise words um, and words of hope. And you know, I needed to have this conversation tonight. And, and it's always great. I always feel grounded after I speak with you. You you fill things in, and, and uh, the, what I find in your data at, at its core is everything's okay. You know, and and there's. There's good things out there, and, and there, there's support out there, and there's knowledge out there to be gained, and we have a lot more choice than we sometimes remember in choosing which direction we're going to go into. And I, and I thank you for that. It's it's always been, uh, you know, a, a joy to speak with you. So we're we're close to the end of our time here. Um, is there any final thoughts? And we kind of just did final thoughts, but any final final thoughts? Anything else you want to throw out there <laughs> <laughs> for our I listeners? Just- it it reminded me um, of uh, I'm a big fan of of a guy named John Lilly. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that invented the float tank. He right. was interviewed by he was interviewed a long time ago by Jeffrey Mishlov. Um, you may know Jeffrey Mishlov. Uh, Thinking aloud uh, is his show. Okay, and this was a long time ago, probably early mid '80s, and um, and. Jeffrey Mishlove was a big fan of John Lilly's work. He read all of his books and he was, he was saying in this book, you, you had this and you had all these different levels of the mind and all these different things. And he says, uh, you know, uh, he said, do, do you still see it that way? Or have you added more levels of the mind? And, and John Lilly just goes, he says, ah, oh. he says, no, I said, I, I scrapped all of that, man. <laughs> he said it's it's he said there's infinities in the mind. Right. It's just it's too big, man, you know? Right. And I just loved it when he said that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get rid of your mental constructs, man. There's That's infinities it. in the mind. Mm-hmm. Infinities. You know. And I think that and, uh, that ties into there's multiple routes you can take to get to a specific destination. So many, man. Yeah. So many creative ways mm-hmm. to to solve a problem. I mean, I talk about this with my with my wife now. There's a lot of problems in, in the world, but there are so many potential solutions, and there are so many minds, human minds, mm-hmm. that are that are cranking out solutions more than ever. You know. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, there's it's scary time. 
and it's uh and it's an incredibly hopeful creative time as well um and beyond that there's infinities in the mind you know yeah well said edward that's an, an excellent quote to uh to end things on so uh real quick why don't you give uh give everybody where they can find you again well, my YouTube is uh, my name Edward Reardon, and um, and then you can find uh, find myself and you and Dick Allgaier and Dad Smith and the, and the fellows over at Crypto Viewing, mm-hmm. um, where we man we we do just awesome awesome stuff there. And like I like to say with my with my YouTube stuff, I always say more to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Crypto Viewing group, I like to say the best is yet to come. Yeah, you got that right, buddy. I really, really feel that. Mm -hmm. Um, So much amazing. There's so much potential. Yeah. uh, In the the group, and I can't wait to just continually crack it open and let it pour out and just unleash unleash the, the potential. We're, you know, we're just, just we're just getting awesome. started. We we really are just, just getting, getting started. Up. The team is, the is you know, we've we've gelled, um, but we're still we're still growing. You know, we haven't hit any plateaus or anything. We're still growing and, and improving our methods and, and the targets that we're everything. Yeah. It's just getting better and better, um, and it's a yeah. great. You know, when I start, before I started working with remote viewers, I always said, you know, you you have your news, you have your experience, you have your research. Why not throw remote viewing data into your overall consumption of information and use it as part of your analytical process? And what we do at at crypto viewing, we do that. We do the remote viewing, the analysis, the, the background information. And it's a great source of information for people out there. If you want to know more, we're not just looking at cryptocurrencies, but we're also looking at how that's going to impact the world, not just present day, but also moving forward in the future. Infrastructure, society, governments, politics, economy, uh, so many different aspects that tie into a currency. Um, So just to piggyback on the plug, you know, cryptoviewing.com or patreon.com slash cryptoviewing. Can't can't plug it enough with uh, with what they're doing. You know, such talented, oh, yeah, man. talented people that we're working with. So, yeah. Well, on best is yet to come. Absolutely, well said, Edward. And, and on that high note, then uh, let's go ahead and, and close this out. Edward, just just hold the line for a minute. But uh, again, I want to say thank you once again for uh, gracing me on on this show. It's been a true honor, my friend. Oh, the the honor and pleasure is mine, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate um, you taking the time to speak with me. I will, I will take your words and say uh, many more to come. Many more. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And there you have it, Truth Seekers. He has done it again. Edward Reardon has uh, certainly moved me. I'm so thankful every opportunity that I have to speak with him and get him on the show and to share what he brings, I think, is such a gift to uh, really to the world. And he's such a positive guy. And I just, I feel grounded. I said at the beginning of the show, I feel grounded after talking to him. Uh, and, I, and I hope that you do too. And, and I look forward to what else we have out there. And, and just looking at the data that he brought back, you know, a lot of things come to mind that do, to do parallel some of the things that we talk about here. Um, you know, and he talked about the, 
the potential that was seen in what seems like humanity and the influencing that was done to help bring that potential out. And there's there's several creation or intervention myths that are out there that parallel what the data that Edward brought back. I think that gives more credibility and credence that there was a higher uh, or a more advanced, let's say, more advanced civilization that did have a hand in our evolution. And in this instance, this sounds, this seems to be a positive influence. And that gives me hope that there are benevolent forces that are out there that are lending a hand to us um, in this. I know we, we constantly hear about the scary stuff and the negative stuff and the enslavement stuff. And, um, but let's, let's put this in our minds and our hearts as well, is that there is good out there, just like there's good here on this planet, just like we see mankind and people going out and standing up for, for animals, for the, you know, a, a racer of uh, a species that they see as in need of help. As above, so below, uh, you know, I now have hope that there's races out there or species or civilizations out there that see us and are lending a hand to help us even in the face of so much negativity that we're seeing. Um, a lot of pieces come together with that. So, look, we've talked for quite a bit. We're at about an hour and 20 minutes now. Um, be sure to check out Edward's work. You can find him on YouTube. I'll definitely have the links in the show notes. I'll have the links in the newsletter as well. You can subscribe to that at sixcentmedia.net. And please don't forget to check out my book, I Am Human Food for the Archons, Humanity's Psychic Connection, Simulated Realities, Parallel Worlds, and the Manipulation of Mankind. It's available on Amazon and at sixcentmedia.net. While you're at sixcentmedia.net, please take a swing over to the affirmation spot with Ray Davis. You want some more positivity with his daily affirmations of helping to uplift your spirits and remind you that you are certainly capable of achieving your goals and making your dreams a reality. Ray is a fountain of positivity and inspiration. I need to get him back on the show as well. Uh, check out the crypto viewing team, cryptoviewing.com, patreon.com slash crypto viewing. Can't stress it enough. We need to understand where we are in this world to understand where we're going and the analysis coming out of crypto viewing every single week on that platform, I think is essential for us to be aware of. Only so much we can get into on this platform and on the YouTube channels. Really, the Patreon is where it's at with what we're putting out and what we can put out for various reasons. Uh, you know, check out Dick Allgaier's YouTube channel. I'll have that link at sixcentsmedia.net in the show notes as well. And check out the work of Daz Smith at remoteviewed.com. If you want to know something about remote viewing, go look at Daz's page, remoteviewed.com. Uh, Books, articles, a lot of open source stuff, a lot of free stuff. He's got an archive of everything you need to know about remote viewing. Um, that That's the place to go. And if you like what you see there, uh, be sure to contribute as well to his donate page. Same with Edward on his Patreon page. Check that out as well. I know I'm giving a lot of plugs here, but there's some really good work coming out. And it's, it's worth it's worth an investment in your time at a minimum, I think. So, all right, my friends. That's all the time I have here. Thank you so much for continuing to tune in each and every week. Tell your friends. Uh, I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been another episode of The Secret Podcast with Sixth Sense Media, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep an open mind. And let your intuition be your guide. Thanks for listening.
Thank <laughs> you.